right, all you movie junkies and cinephiles, it's time for the SLS Cast with your hosts, Matt and Tim. Welcome, one and all, to episode 159 of the SLS Cast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this would be the Georgia County episode of the SLS Cast. That's right, just in time for Christmas, we're going to tell you about Georgia's counties. Why? Because it turns out that the state of Georgia has 159 counties. And if you're in one of those counties, you too can go to Garden Lights Holiday Lights at the Atlanta Botanical Garden between now and January 9th. That's right, folks. And with that little bit of Georgia County Christmas knowledge, I am Matt. And coming to you all the way from Christmas in California, it would be... Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, in the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Gloria in excellus divo, Gloria. Did Excel get their name from Angels We Have Heard on High? Because They did not, because the actual pronunciation for that is in Excelsius. So it's almost like you're saying egg shells, like egg shell, not excels, but egg shells. Well, that explains why this song did not take off as well as White Christmas or any of the other Bing Crosby greatest hits. <laughs> In Dieterino. Yeah, I'm over here <sighs> looking at the Christmas public domain songs, and the I mean the names of these songs aren't really that catchy, like. Adeste Fidelis? Who who can remember that name? Angels from the Realms of Glory? That's one of the, like, you know, it's O Come All Ye Faithful, but in German. How about Auld Lang Sing? Auld Lang Syne? That's actually from a, um, is that a Browning poem? No, it's not Browning. It's from a... Keats? Ah, damn it. Robert Burns. It It was part of our later British masterworks, but... Um, yeah, Burns sounds about right. Anyway. Sing! Exactly. Or you, you have Away in a Manger sign, but, and yeah. Away in a Manger. Oh, no. So basically okay. all of the classic hymnals that most people have at least heard once or twice in their life. Bring a torch, Jeanette Isabella. Bring a torch. That doesn't sound... Jeanette Isabella, bring a torch. Sound, to the stable like run, like Christ is born. Bring Tell the folk. Torch. Of the village, Jesus is born and Mary's calling. Oh, 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 beautiful is mother. Oh, 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 beautiful is a child. Bring a torch, Jeanette. No? Okay. Hmm. So it sounds like you've been spending the last week learning all of these wonderful songs. Yes. I, I have memorized every <laughs> single song, uh, every single Christmas song that is indeed in the public domain. And there is a list of 44 only, apparently. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we're going to have to resurrect that list at some point. Let's see. What have I been doing for the last week? Hmm. Uh, Wait, what have you been doing? something up. (laughs) You know, I've been typing since the time we stopped the last episode to the time we started this episode. So I've been typing for a whole week. And I've been listening to that typing nonstop for the whole week. (laughs) (laughs) While you were exploring lists of things. So, all right. So this is the week of Christmas. As this episode will drop. So, what what are you going to be doing this year for Christmas, sir? Oh, I, I'm going to be back in Texas. I will be down in Texas with a significant other. And, you know, man, I, I'm just planning on spending every, every, every breath that I am there with you, old pal. Yay. Well, that'll be fun. I'm going gonna, gonna to be there with you at every moment, every high, every low. I want to be the one that takes your head into my bosom and gently, gently rub those boob sacks tenderly until you just... Man, you really eat. took that sweet tits comment to heart earlier today, didn't you? <laughs> I did cupcake. <laughs> <clears throat> That's right. It's called an inside joke, people. And you're on the outside. Well, cool. Well, when you get here, we'll make sure to... Uh, make everybody feel very uncomfortable and... 
Oh, yeah, we'll make all the kids uncomfortable. Why are you calling him sweet tits, Daddy? Anyway, but we'll get you, uh, we'll get, uh, you and uh, the significant other in front of the tree, and we'll do pictures and make sure to... Where are we going to eat this year? Last year we did Shogun. Where are we going to eat? We did. We did a hibachi grill uh, last mm-hmm. time. I, I, really I don't good beer. It, it was yeah, it was really good. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the last time I was there, uh, there was well, you know what? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I was about to start Fuck show prep. We're just doing real life prep for our show. There you go. Is, we're just general right, discussion. So clearly, yeah, clearly we're going to be having a good time at Christmas while while uh, while Tim is in Texas. I know uh, we're going to be doing our our usual Christmas Eve thing. Where I go over to what I refer to as the in-laws in-laws house and having a spectacular time. And then Christmas morning we'll be here at the house with the kids. And then I, I truly don't know anything beyond that at this point. Yeah, we're, I'm going to be, be working pretty hard up until then to make up for all the crap I haven't been able to work. Yeah, we're going to be getting in, I think, the day before Christmas. And then the Christmas holiday happens. And then on Sunday I start shooting a movie for two and a half days. So I've been I've been trying to get all that stuff together in preparation so that I don't have to worry about that during the Christmas holiday itself or the day of Christmas itself. Uh Yeah, so that that should be fun. So you know, I'm still waiting for my invite to that by the way. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little butthurt that, you know, you're you're doing this whole thing and not even a and not even a hey Matt you should drop by and see this this would probably be pretty cool oh you totally can I mean it's gonna be we're gonna be doing it at the place where you said we probably wouldn't be able to do it at <laughs> really yeah did, did they like I mean are they like letting you do it or are yeah you, are, yeah are, or both, did they both locations one for the exterior and the other one for the interior shots really and there yeah. and and this is going to be you know gratis as they say. Yes. Uh, wow, I am like legit impressed. Yeah. I thought they for sure would um, be marginally okay with it, but like you would be paying through the nose. Yeah, I mean, so. we might like pay for breakfast or something, you know, but maybe get some toast, order some toast all around. <laughs> <laughs> the jalapeno cheddar toast is pretty good. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, well, cool. Well, that'll be good. Be exciting, indeed, indeed. Very fun. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's. There you go, folks. Now you know the holiday plans. That's what we're going to be doing. <laughs> but you <laughs> Among know what? Other things. <laughs> but I, I do have some news of the weird. If that's okay, if I can bust this. Oh, out. absolutely. Yes, because I have some holiday news as well. It's not really movie news, but it's it's holiday news. Okay. So. Well, do, do uh, you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Oh no, or? absolutely. Well, we have to maintain some semblance of flow. So we had our ridiculous banter for eight minutes, and now we. Have have our news of the weird that would precede real news and then we will go into our topic topic okay well you know i i think to be (laughs) okay so i'm gonna just send you a link and try not to read the link i get to find out now and you have no idea people he's been torturing me with this just (laughs) little general laughter i'm like what the fuck are you doing dude and the thing is is that you just try not to read what the link says just open it up and and the picture itself look at the picture study the picture and then read the headline because i think that is going to be the best reaction out of you than me than you hearing what what i have to say um, okay. So, will the link be emailed, or is it coming via Skype? I am trying to figure out how to. Ah, no, I do not. I'm not going to send you a copy. file. I, I. Well, yeah. I, oh, it's a file. No, I know. I'm not sending you a file. Oh yeah, you send, should just. Uh, you should just copy and paste the link into Skype chat, and then I'll just get a link. And then I there we go. Hang on, let me make sure I didn't like copy porn or anything. Let me go back and. I like, but I like your porn. <laughs> like, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year through. <laughs> Well, like, like the kind I make or, or, or like my particular brand that I'm into? What brand do you Why think I'm both? in? <laughs> well, <laughs> just to make sure, Matthew, this is the type of brand I am into. And this is the type of picture that I think we should recreate in front of your Christmas tree with, with both of our significant others. Why? Why? <laughs> Um, Wait, what do you see in this picture that you hear? Okay, so there's a Santa Claus, uh, not necessarily your typical Santa Claus, but he yeah, he's surrounded by candy very, canes. Th- this was a young 
Santa. A Paul Bunyan-esque Santa. In the middle of a mall, what it seems to be a mall. I think I see I see it, like a Sephora it, upstairs. Apparently, pre- apparently preparing to wipe his ass with a candy cane while hovering over an immense shit. Not just an immense shit, but a very stylized classic turd. <laughs> And do you notice like he's grabbing onto that Christmas tree for leverage? Yeah, I don't. Why? Why am I looking at this, dude? So dangerousminds.com or .net. .net. uh, Yeah. uh, (laughs) This uh, was posted on December 8th. Turd-related Christmas traditions of the Catalans. Am I saying that right? C-A-T. It does, yes. Catalans. You are are saying that. Um, So it says this. Each December 8th on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, families in the Catalonian region of Spain bring out Tio de Nadal, or Cagatio, which means shitting log. (laughs) The log is painted with a smiling face and stands on two tiny stick legs. (laughs) There's a picture of one. It is hysterical. Every night until the 21st, as tradition dictates, the children are instructed to give the Tio a little bite to eat and cover him with a blanket to keep him warm and cozy. On Christmas Eve, the Tio is placed partially or is placed partly under his blanket and the children order it to defecate. The children... (laughs) (laughs) The children beat the log with sticks while seeing the in order to make it shit presents (laughs) parents place presents under the logs blanket while the children close their eyes and pray for the really good shit (laughs) and and it gets better (laughs) the children's song to kagatio is absolutely (laughs) adorable And roughly, just, I'm not going to read the it. Translated, translated just... it's shit log, shit nougats, hazelnuts, and matal cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log. <laughs> <laughs> shit log. And what's even best, if you think that's a lie, if you think we're making this up, if you think this website is pulling your leg, there is a video. There's a YouTube video posted here with little children beating the shit out of their shit log and singing the song. Oh man, this and and it doesn't stop there, folks. It doesn't stop there. We also there's there's like the uh the cogner, right? You've got the cogner. They have images of that too, and this is basically just a, a figure, a figurine of someone <laughs> taking a shit. Like it's put in nativity scenes. <laughs> like put this, it put this thing in a nativity, and I think that's what was being referenced. Here in the Paul Bunyan picture at the beginning. Oh my god. Because coaxing turds from Cagatillo is a wonderful Christmas custom, but not the only uh, scatological Catalonian tradition. Even more popular, beloved, is this cogner, whose name literally translates to the crapper or the shitter. (laughs) The cogner is a figurine, uh, traditionally in peasant garb, who has bent over and taking a dump. This figurine is placed among the other figures, and like what Matt said, in nativity scene, the figure is hidden away in the nativity, and the children are instructed to try and find <laughs> the cogner or the shitter. I, I love the I love the words that are oh used God. that uh, that that this author uh, has included, and I'm trying to find his or her name because I think it's it should be noted. Uh, Christopher Bickle, yeah, wrote this. And it's great. And there's also a, a picture of of a giant shit uh, shit laying Paul Bunyan. Yeah, and I think the best part though are definitely the celebrity cogners: Dolly, Madonna, Marilyn Monroe, Putin, the Pope, <laughs> and a cogatio cogner. That's just <laughs> wow. Yeah, this uh, this Madonna one is kind of frightening. I'm pretty sure I've seen her do this exact same stance on stage. So <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. And I love the they have one that's Obama too, and so the back of it looks just like anything else. It's just a bare ass, you know, dropping a turd. But the front side it says, "Yes, we can." <laughs> Oh my god, it's awesome. Oh, that's just yeah. Thank you for sharing, sir. 
You're welcome. And, you know, that's not really going to, I mean, the second thing I was just going to note was that in Oregon, uh, they have something called a hipster Santa Claus. This is another thing from DangerousMinds.net. Perhaps one of the dumbest cultural-related things I've spotted so far this week. It's only Tuesday, though. It's the Hipster Santa, as seen in Portland, Oregon, shopping mall. Hipster Santa sports stupid hipster hair, skinny black jeans, Ray-Ban eyewear, and a big Lebowski-style sweater. Corresponds with a typewriter and rides a bike instead of a sleigh. The only thing that's missing is the collection of holiday classics and vinyl. Where the fuck is Santa's vinyl? <laughs> nice. And this was posted by Tara McGinley again from DangerousMinds.net. So yeah, uh, again, guys, you gotta just just you know subscribe to Dangerous Minds via Facebook. Uh, you'll find gems all year long, like the turd, the crapping giant turd log, and all that stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's my news of the weird holiday edition. Man, okay, well, this is my holiday news, and this is definitely in the spirit of Christmas and giving. Uh, it's not movie-related in any way, shape, or form, but I thought this was pretty kick-ass. I found it earlier uh, this evening and wanted to share it. So this comes to us from uh, foodworldnews.com, uh, and it comes to us by way of Maria Leoni- Leonlia Masculino. 250 drive through customers pay it forward at McDonald's. In Florida, one McDonald's customer started a pay-it-forward chain after inspiring other uh, customers to be generous. Wait, I, let me try and read this again because this is not worded very well. Let me see if I can make sense here. In Florida, one McDonald's customer started a pay-it-forward chain and inspired 249 other customers to be generous and do the same. Okay, I had to reword that sentence. We'll move on from there. ABC News reports the spirit of giving is in the air as 250 drive through customers at a local McDonald's paid for the meals of the people next to them. Lakeland customer Tori Keene was paying for her food when she decided to pay for the meal of the car next to her. Keen then purposely told McDonald's cashier Marissa Bell Figueroa to greet the other customers with Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. The next customer was moved when Figueroa said her food was already paid for by the previous car. That's when she thought she would love to do the same, and the domino effect followed. Quote, it kept going and going, Figueroa told ABC, uh, end quote, Figueroa told ABC News. Quote, after the 15th car, I started tally marking the number of people that were participating on a piece of paper, end quote. Uh, let's see. Figueroa, who worked from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., said that the chain reacted, uh, the chain reaction almost lasted for her entire shift. Quote, I just kept giving everyone the same message and they were all so stunned and so happy. One lady even paid for the meals of the next three cars behind her, end quote. Um, so yeah, that was, I thought that was a pretty badass thing to do. You know, who knows? Maybe you'll be the lucky person if you think it's a neat idea. Next, you know, you're at your Starbucks or you're at the McDonald's or Burger King or just wherever you find yourself, you know, pick up that next tab on the person behind you and maybe you might inspire another pretty amazing chain. Although you kind of have to wonder, was that like 250th person just like, by themselves in the drive-thru? Or were they just kind of like, oh, well, that's nice, thanks. <laughs> and just went along about their day. <laughs> they, they probably saw the caravan of people that like pulled up right behind them and started second-guessing. Like, shit, I just wanted a, a McDouble. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go study so, for finals. Exactly. So anyways, so that is my news. Um, I guess... So now it's just, uh, we don't have a bonus segment this week or next week, so I guess we should just get right to the meat of our episode, as it were, and we can talk about the movies that we liked most and liked least in 2015, as well as some movies that were notable one way or the other that we watched that we didn't cover on the show. Can we introduce this segment to a Christmas song? 
Oh, are we going to be utilizing the public domain list that you have so conveniently found? Yeah, yeah, www.pdinfo.com slash pd slash dash music slash genres slash pd. Holy crap. How about you just, you know, copy-paste that link into that Skype chat one more time. Okay. What do we want to do? All right, if I'm just going to pick a random one here, how about one that I have no idea? Once in Royal David City. Once in Royal. Okay, so do we click on the sheet music here? Or? No, you just you just kind of go down. And there's. Oh, I'm just trying to find the, uh, like the lyrics. Or, or we can do the wa- uh, wassail song. Here we come, a wassailing above Here the leaves. Here we come, so. waffling along the leaves. No, no, it's not waffle. It is wassail. It is short from wassail. Uh, let's see here. No, I was just trying to find where the where you get the the lyrics for the song from. You have to go to another website to get the lyrics. Is that the idea? Oh no, it's um. It. I mean, verse. Just this V right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, verse. Yeah. Once in Royal David City stood a lowly cattle shed, where a where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother mild, Jesus Christ, her little child. What? No, you're doing it wrong. I am. Oh, my bad. We're, we're supposed to sing it. We're supposed to do it in a very gothic, churchy way. I mean, in in, in church, do you do you sing like, like no. like like Bob Dylan? <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Once in rural David City stood a lowly cattle shed. Where a mother led a baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother child. Jesus Christ, her little child. Is that right? Is that how that's how he would do it, right? Good enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. So for me, I'm going to start off with uh, some movies that I have not, or that were not part of the show, but that I did watch this year. Um, let's see here. And for the most part, the ones that I really enjoyed were some documentaries that I'd stumbled across and on Netflix and or Amazon or what have you. And just, they really kind of spoke to me and I really enjoyed them. Uh, one is a documentary on James Randi, who uh, was a magician and a he was an escape artist and a magician but it, but then he also became someone who would debunk psychics and he made that kind of a passion in his life and he you know always referred to himself as an honest liar uh, i want to say it comes from like houdini or whatever but it's a fascinating documentary because it gets into it's it's when it starts to contrast his personal life with his public persona that the movie gets really interesting. And I don't want to say anything else because if I do, it'll start to spoil it. So you should check that out. Glenn Campbell's I'll Be Me. Um, just a really fantastic documentary on watching someone who is literally coming in, zeroing in on the last chapter of their life and simultaneously knows it's happening and doesn't. So it's pretty interesting especially on that front. Uh, And then, of course, Man on Wire, which is something that we have referred to a few times due to the movie The Walk. But uh, Man on Fire is the documentary on Philippe Petit, who did the 1973 World Trade Center tightrope walk. Wait, you you meant Man on Wire. You said Man on Fire. Did I on the second time? Sorry, Man on Wire. Came out (laughs) as fire. Sorry, that was definitely not the Denzel Washington movie. Man on Wire. Uh, and then the last documentary that I saw that was really cool uh, is about a uh, New York guy named Jack Beers, and he lived uh, just shy of his 99th birthday, but he had a rather remarkable career as a strongman and someone who kind of stumbled into movies and ended up being in 200 of them. Uh, the movie, the documentary is called Holes in My Shoes. 
and definitely pretty cool. Um, a movie that I have revisited this year that I hadn't seen in years and years and years, Witness, Harrison Ford. Uh, definitely a great flick and would recommend watching that one. A uh, movie that I had never seen before that was pretty cool, surprisingly, Zathira, which is kind of the space-themed spiritual sequel to Jumanji. So, you know, it's interesting. We're checking out. And a movie that I was not really a fond uh, that, that I was not really fond of this year uh, that I watched uh, was Marion Max. It's kind of a Australian claymation film. It stars Tony Collette and Philip Seymour Hoffman as this very unlikely pair of people who spend many many years as pen pals to one another. Um. And what initially drew me into it was because it was this whole based on a true story thing. And it turns out it's not, no, it's just, it was based on the idea of something that happened to like some pen pal friends or something of the director. Uh, the story in and of itself is completely fictional and everything else. Um, you know, people really praise that movie. I was not impressed. I didn't see the just but anyways i don't know uh what about you tim what kind of what movies that we did not see this year that you saw impacted you positively or negatively you know i i've actually saw a lot of uh, really good movies uh this year a lot of newer stuff and i'm gonna kind of run through them real quick uh and then mention a couple uh well actually one newer one that i was really looking forward to seeing uh that came out this year that I was just really disappointed with. And then another movie that I was really looking forward to watching. And I was disappointed with uh, that one as well. And that was a movie that came out a couple years ago. Now, are you sure you want to do that? Because it sounds like you're spoiling some ultimate letdown material. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to briefly mention these, these two. <laughs> going to briefly, right. and especially the, uh, the, the older one as well. Um, so again, a lot of documentaries and a lot of movie movies that came out this year. Uh, one of them that recently was released on Netflix is called Paul Williams Still Alive, a documentary about the great singer, or he used to be a great singer and performer, Paul Williams. Uh, he is known for doing the music and starring in Phantom of the Paradise, and he wrote oodles and like so many great songs for so many different uh, artists out there. He's kind of like a Harry Nilsson in a, in a way, just a genius when it comes to creating music. And so this movie kind of, uh, it, it, I mean, it's about him now because everybody thinks he's dead, but it, uh, the one director, the director of the film, of the documentary, follows him around. He's a big uh, fan of Paul Williams. And basically through the entire documentary, he's just kind of slowly annoying Paul Williams because Paul Williams doesn't understand why, you know, why, why do people like me? Why do people want to know that I'm still around and stuff? I mean, I just, I just don't understand, uh, this fame or anything like that because Paul Williams lives a pretty regular life because nobody really looks at him as being, uh, still a great performer or anything because, well, for one thing, he doesn't really perform at all, uh, at the same caliber, uh, at the same level or caliber as he once did. And it also retracts or goes back and tells the story of his rise to fame, uh, why he, for some crazy reason in the 70s, became like the sex symbol, despite how short he was, and then his uh, his decline into drugs, which basically ended to, uh, which basically led to the end of his career. Um, let's see, I'm going to go through... Another good documentary that recently came out within the past year or so is To Be Takei, or To Be Takei, <laughs> the documentary about George Takei. Um, let's see, going through, going through. Another documentary about uh, the men behind the band The Who, the, the, the two men by the name of Lambert and Stamp, who are the ones that kind of founded the band The Who. Uh, well, not necessarily founded the band, but they're the ones that got the band together and helped them craft uh, craft some of the, their greatest albums, like Tommy and Quadrophenia, for example. And it's a great documentary. I think Sony Classics put it out. Uh, it's entitled Lambert and Stamp. Uh, and when you watch it, you you start to realize, like, God, if, if it wasn't for these two guys, the Who would not have been the Who. Pete Townsend would not have learned, you know, all, all, all of his, uh, you know, like the way how he writes music now or the way that he ended up later uh, composing music. He wouldn't have learned it without the help of Lambert. 
So it's a really good movie. Another great documentary is I Am Divine about the uh, the great character of Divine, who, if you've seen any of John Waters' early, earlier films, for example, Pink Flamingos, you would have seen Divine. Divine was the dog shit eating uh, drag queen in the film. And what a great per, uh, like great character, great person. And I forget the, the guy's name who uh, eventually became Divine. Just his backstory is phenomenal. It's a great, touching, bizarre, out there uh, story about Divine. So I highly recommend it. That one is I Am Divine. Um, another film that came out was a little horror indie film called It Follows. This is one that was kind of disappointing for me. It had a great premise, but ultimately it just kind of led to nothing. It was just more of the same throughout. It had a good build. It had great tense uh, intensity, and it was just a simple story, uh, which I definitely appreciate, even coming from uh, from an indie film. And it had some really good filmmaking. It just ultimately led to, led to led to nowhere. Although it did go on to make. Uh, go, go on to garner like great reviews, stellar reviews all around. So again, that one was It Follows. Uh, another documentary, which is actually one of Mike Myers' first, uh, well, actually it was his uh, director, directorial uh, debut. It's a documentary that you can find on uh, on Netflix. It is called Supermensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Shep Gordon, Shep Gordon was is a famed and well-known agent who took on many movie actors, movie stars, and musicians. Everybody from uh, from Alice Cooper up through to the 90s with uh, Mike Myers and other SNL alumni. Uh, he was the one that single-handedly made Wolfgang Peterson, or not Wolfgang Peterson, but Wolfgang Puck, a worldwide icon in the chef community. Uh, he was, I mean, with there would not, not have really been a need for the Food Network without... Uh, Wolfgang Puck and Emerald Lagasse, and it was uh, Shep Gordon. He was the one that brought them into uh, into the celebrity limelight, I guess you, sh- you could say. All right, flip the old page here. Oh yeah, I watched the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Exciting. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kung Fury. That was on YouTube. That was a, a big surprise for me. Uh, you can also find it on Netflix right now. Short movie. Great. Uh, just all around. Whether it be like the acting, uh, the really bizarre theme song that David Hasselhoff uh, made for the film. Uh, it's just a perfect, a perfect short movie. And I just hope that they don't try to expand it into a one uh, an hour and a half or two hour long movie like Turbo Kid, and you know which which like the the gimmick you know the the novelty of it will easily wear off with extra time. Uh, Infinitely Polar Bear is another new movie with um, oh damn who plays the Hulk in the Avengers currently? Hello, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. It's a film about. Uh, depression and bipolarism. He's a he's a man that is bipolar, and he has two daughters, and he's become, grown estranged from his wife. And uh, the wife and the daughters move away, uh, and basically the the wife decides that you know she's going to go off and go out of state to uh, pursue a career and you know whatever job. So he has to grow up or find a way to deal with his bipolarism and take care of his girls and keep an established relationship with his girls. Uh, really good movie. Again, it could have been a great movie, or I guess it could have been a great movie, uh, but it's still a good movie worth watching. And it's, it's always, it, it raises an interesting question of, of bipolarism and parenthood. Uh, let's see. already talked about that. Almost done with the stuff. Uh, Jimmy's Hall uh, is another uh, really good period uh, indie piece that Sony Pictures Classics put out. It is a, a, a base in Ireland, and it's about this hall, a dance hall that was uh, really big and popular in the early 1900s in the, and uh, with, with the dancing and the jazz. And you're just like kind of more of like intimate dancing happening. The church basically just shut the hall down. And the character of Jimmy, who originally owned the hall, I think he went off to war or went to New York City or something like that. He comes back many years later and he decides to open the hall back up with the community. And the church and all the hardcore conservatives are really fighting him all, him and the community members and trying to uh, shut it back down. Uh, another really good movie. 
Uh, let's see, I saw another animated film, uh, Penguins of Madagascar. Interesting. Uh, I bought the Blu-ray of Kiss Me Kate in 3D. And I got to say, if you guys own a Blu-ray, three, a 3D Blu-ray TV and a 3D Blu-ray player, you have got to get Kiss Me Kate in 3D. It's amazing to see how 3D was used even in 1953. Uh, it wasn't just stuff popping out, but they were also uh, playing around with death as well. It was directed by the great George Sidney. So you've got to check it out. Um, I am Chris Farley, documentary about Chris Farley. Very interesting. Uh, the walk, uh, about, well, I mean, it's the movie version of man on wire, uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt who plays the Frenchman who walks between the world trade center. Um, if you can still see in 3d, go see in 3d. It's very impressive. It's a, it's a big budget feeling indie film directed by Robert Zemeckis. So, you know, it has a, it has a great happy quality to the film and, it, I, I think you would just really enjoy it. Uh, I also, too, watched Glenn, Kimball, uh, uh, Glenn Campbell's I'll Be Me. I really liked it because it wasn't as depressing as it could have been. <laughs> uh, that's not the only reason why I liked it. Glenn Campbell is an amazing, talented figure in the music industry. And this movie, God, what better way to remember him than... Uh, having a documentary and being able to watch a documentary like this. Uh, this other movie called The Final Girls, which is kind of a send-up to all of the uh, horror slasher teen movies uh, from the 80s and whatnot. A very catchy, interesting film. Worth watching. It has its issues, but if you want a good popcorn flick, do check it out. Uh, I ended up catching the Monty Python-esque reunion movie, Absolutely Anything, uh, with Simon Pegg in the lead role. Stay away from that movie. Don't you dare watch it. It is not good. It is utterly crap. A uh, movie that everybody must see, mandatory viewing, is a film called Room, based off a book that came out, I think, a year or so, girl, uh, a year or so ago, uh, about this woman, or this girl, a high school girl, that, got, uh, that gets kidnapped uh, and raped repeatedly by her abductor, and she ends up giving uh, birth and has a child, uh, this young boy, who grows up only knowing life within this room in this guy's backyard. And so he grows up living in this room and he thinks that, you know, this is normal. And it's a very touching, moving, and powerful film. Everybody has got to see this one. It's probably the best movie of the year. Uh, I saw an HBO movie on uh, with David uh, uh, called, uh, well, I'll just skip all that. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Victor Frankenstein. Victor Frankenstein isn't as bad as what others would think. But the one movie I do want to mention that people keep praising for some reason, it's a Lily Tomlin film called Grandma, which is about this young girl that gets impregnated and she needs the money to get an abortion. So who does she go to? She goes to her grandmother. And the whole film is basically... The girl and her grandmother on this little road trip around town trying to haggle all of grandmother's friends for money that they've owed her over the years so her granddaughter can get that said abortion. Um, it could have been more of an interesting and funny and lighthearted and touching film, but it's not. It's repetitive. It's kind of dumb and it gets old after a while, though it does have its charm on and off throughout it. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'm just going to... Stop there before I go on for another 10 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. I guess uh, at this point I'm going to go ahead and just uh, go over the worst of the worst so we can end on a higher note. Um, let's see here. For me, let's. Uh, all right. Two movies stand out as the absolute all time worst of the movies that we that we watched this past year. From episode 131, The Zero Star Zombievers. And from episode 138, The Zero Star, Joe Dirt 2, Beautiful Loser. That's right, folks. Uh, we also have uh, the from episode 127, The One Star Left Behind from 2014. From episode 131, The One Star, The Babadook. And from episode 144, The One Star, Patchtown. Uh, let's see here. Then we move into, we're getting better though. We're getting better. We're closer to not like, we're, we're, we're still in the middle of the I hated it territory. But we're, we're, we're improving. Uh, let's see here. 
we have episode 117, 2013's Under the Skin. Episode 119, Chappie. Episode 124, Actress. And episode 141, 2015's Fantastic Four. And finally, from the worst of the worst, episode 129 was a 1.75 star rated Wolf Cop. The reason why my wife won't watch movies with me for this show anymore. Episode 147... (laughs) Is is that is that really? I forgot. Did she actually really? watch that with you? Yeah, she sat down and watched it with me. She won't now. She doesn't want to watch movies. Oh, with she me. did you that one for favor, sure. and I know. Well, I thought for sure it would be zany enough, but no, no, it's fine. Uh, and then uh, from our Halloween series this year, uh, episode one forty seven. This is the one point seven five star rated nineteen eighty four's A Nightmare on Elm Street, and then finally from episode one fifty. The 1.75 star rated Crimson Peak. So those were my worst of the worst. What were your worst of the worst there, Tim? Or did you mean the Crimson Stink? Yeah, that too. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I had the same type of issue with my significant other, where uh, I had her sit down and watch... uh, the Paperboy with Nicole Kidman, and after watching that, she is going to be. She's been very selective of what movies <laughs> she will waste her Sundays on from here on out. Um, okay, so starting off with my absolute two worst favorite movies uh, of this past year, I'm going to start off with my zero fucking star rated movie of the year, and that is, of course, Nicolas Cage's Left Behind. Uh, we watched that one. I actually I watched that back in May. Um, yeah, I mean Nicolas Cage has made a lot of really bad movies, but this one is just god awful all around. It's not necessarily it's not funny bad. It's just too sad to laugh at. Uh, my regular zero star movie of the year is Joe Dirt Two Beautiful Loser. It's only gotten a zero star, not a zero fucking star, because I did have two hearty. <laughs> two or three times throughout the film, and this movie is 107 minutes long. Not as long as Ridiculous 6, which clocks in around 1 hour and 56 minutes, uh, which I don't see it being any better than Joder 2 Beautiful Loser. Uh, then I'm going to talk about a couple one-star movies. Uh, I did not like Horns. I know Matt liked the movie a little bit more than I did. Um, Zombievers was not another favorite either. And shit, I think that's, I only had only two one-star movies. So I guess I should just mention 1.25, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, uh, the update of Nightmare on Elm Street, which is actually the last all-out SmackDown argument we've had on the show uh, back in October for the updated Nightmare on Elm Street, 2000 and I think... 10 or 11's update of Nightmare on Elm Street, where, yeah, Matt really liked the movie. I did not. Uh, if you have not listened to that episode, do go back and check it out, because we do have quite a good little little, little heated heated argument going on there, and that doesn't happen as much as it probably should. Um, and then my other 1.25 out of 5 star movie is Fast and the Furious, and I will end the worst of the worst with a 1.5 star list here, and that was Chappie. <laughs> Oh, God, Chappie, 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 Chappie. Uh, The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Wolf Cop, uh, Aloha, and Lockout. Those will wrap up my 1.5 out of 5 star movies. All right. So, well, that's definitely fun. So I guess now we get to do the best of 2015 for Matt. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going. Going to be doing my 4.5. The the upper echelon, the the tops of the top. So my 4.5 rated uh, movies, all the way up through the five star rated movies. And I gotta say, I was a lot harder this year on movies. I don't know if just I was trying to really up the critical eye game, or if I just really wasn't as pleased with a lot of movies this year, but. Regardless, let's see here. We're going to start from episode 109. 
A 4.5 star rated movie for us was The Imitation Game. That's right. And then from there, we jumped to episode 112, uh, which was Two Days, One Night. And then from there, episode 114 with Finding Vivian Mayer. Uh, moving ahead quickly, episode 116 brought us Chef, another 4.5 rated for me. Episode 117 was Locke. Episode 118. Wow, we had some good ones there for a little while. Episode 118, An American Crime. And then we get episode 120, Calvary, which I remember was a pretty fun discussion overall. Then we had episode 126, Avengers Age of Ultron. A pretty good discussion, though definitely not as harrowing, I think, as um, 2010's Nightmare on Elm Street that Tim was referring to. But still, I think it... uh, brooked a good discussion and then finally on the 4.5 range from episode 146 my left foot that's right and then we have uh my episode four points i'm sorry my 4.75 star rated movies uh from episode 115 was wild tales a movie that we both initially were going to watch but i'm not sure why only i ended up being able to Check that one out. Uh, moving quickly to episode 125. Uh, a girl walks home alone at night. That was definitely a good recommendation from Tim. Uh, then we go to episode 146, Black Mass. And I know that Tim did not enjoy this as much as I did. But by God, I love this movie. Great flick. Um, and then finally, of course, most recently, you may, have, you may remember from episode 158, Creed. So those were the 4.75s, and then here we go, folks. The five-star movies. There were only five five-star movies for me this year. From episode 132, Love and Mercy. That's right, the that excellent biopic. Uh, from episode 133, Inside Out. From episode 145, Von Ryan's Express. From episode 148, The Martian. And finally, 155 brought us the end of the tour. So those were the tippity tops of the tippity tops for all of my favorite movies this year that we covered on the show. Bring us home, Tim! Alrighty, starting with my 4.5s. I'll start uh, from January, Big Eyes. January again, still Alice. We covered season four for last year's Oscars. Uh, the great uh, animated nominated film, The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Uh, totally underrated, should have won, uh, personally, I thought. Under the Skin, the movie that <laughs> Matt did not care for, I really liked. It's a really good movie. It's really cool, too. And I think one of Scarlett Johansson's best performance, uh, not just because she doesn't speak or anything like that, but it's just, she she just gives a really good, uh, kind of tense uh, portrayal of her character uh the disney's live action version of cinderella uh calvary with brendan gleason obvious child the kingdom of dreams and madness mad max 2 the road warrior mad max fury road uh the babadook which is another one that matt didn't care for uh i really liked i thought uh, unlike it follows which i talked about briefly a while ago very unique uh, story, very, I think, original story, uh, and well, well done, well acted, especially, uh, casting by, uh, which is, was a documentary I thought was really good. And, uh, Von Ryan's Express, uh, oh, and The Martian, Never Sleep Again, the Elm Street Legacy documentary, Carnival of Souls, Beasts of No Nation, The End of the Tour, and then finally, The Overnight, which we reviewed a couple episodes ago. Uh, Now I'm going to move into 4.75 with The Imitation Game, Wild, Love and Mercy, My Left Foot, Sicario, and Creed. Um, I'm not too sure why Room hasn't popped up yet. Maybe I didn't rate that one? I don't know. It Happened One Night, moving into uh, five perfect scores, five out of five. It Happened One Night, the classic uh, film with Clark Gable. Elaine Stritch, Just Shoot Me, The Silence of the Lambs, Rosemary's Baby, and wow, that those are my five. Um, most of them are over 20 years old. <laughs> um, but I, I honestly think, I think Love and Mercy um, 
after rewatching it, it probably deserves the five star rating. And I room should be here in the five star rating. I'm not too sure why I didn't uh, put it here in my my spreadsheet. Because you 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 covered it in the films that you watched that we didn't cover. There you show. go. Oh, you know what? And I only have it. Uh, uh, labeled here for the SLS cast, not pleasure. So there we go. Awesome. All right. Well, then I think that's pretty much it, folks. <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas to you and uh, happy holidays. If Christmas is not the reason that you are with whoever it is that you're with right now. And um, I guess we will talk to you guys next week. Um, I don't know why I'm ending it without doing the spiel. Should we go ahead and do a spiel? Spiel on! All right. Well, the music for our segment intros, such as they were this episode, are brought to you, as always, by our music partners, Cries of Solace. <sighs> you can find them at ReverbNation.com and Facebook.com, both slash Cries of Solace. As for us... We're, of course, the SLS Cast. You can find us at slscast.com. You can send us an email to the show at slscast.com. You can even follow us on Twitter at the SLS Cast. You can follow me, this is Matt, on Twitter at nitwit12345. You can even climb aboard that information superhighway and track down Tim on Twitter if that is your heart's desire. And, matter of fact, you can even subscribe to us on iTunes and or favorite us on Stitcher Radio. So until next week, this is Matt saying that thanks to Ed Asner, I get to say this. They say making laws is like making sausages. You shouldn't watch. It's the same for acting, especially for the actor who works unconsciously. And if you're wondering why I picked Ed Asner this week, it's because he played Santa Claus in the movie Elf. And if you guys have watched over 350 movies this past year, then you might host a movie podcast. Take care, cinephiles, and we'll talk at you again next year. Thanks again for listening to the SLS Cast with your hosts, Matt and Tim. Remember that you can find us at slscast.com, at the SLS Cast for Twitter, also on Facebook, and you can always subscribe on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.